Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me once a week to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Very exciting. Today we get to talk about a, a win. The Blue Jackets won a game um, for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, I think that this is their first win since the last time we played the Tampa Bay Lightning, which I guess, sure, this is the only the only team we can win against now. Um, so that's that's fine. I feel a normal amount of annoyed about that. Um, also, I uh, appeared on Jablam Sports this week, an independent podcast, uh, talking about the trade deadline, a little bit of Tortorella talk, things like that. Uh, so I've got a little bit of my conversation there, and if you want to hear the rest of it, go uh, go listen to go listen to that. Uh, I will put the links in the description down below, but. Let's talk. Let's talk winning, um, which is which is exciting. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I missed the third period because I fell asleep. Um, but the first two periods were pretty good. Um, first goal, great to see Zach Dalpe get a goal. Um, and for once, I've talked a lot about Max Domi kind of entering the offensive zone and forgetting how to play hockey. But he had a really good game. I thought that pass to Dalpe was so good. Um, you could see, you know, Dalpe practically jumping into the fourth row with excitement. Um, just a really, a really, really good CBJ-style goal. Uh, Jack Roslovic gets a goal, his seventh of the year. Uh, again, just a brilliant, brilliant pass from Cam Atkinson. Um, right to Roslovic's stick, he fires it straight over Vasilevsky's shoulder. Um, I don't know that... Vasilevsky could have saved that if he had a gun to his head. Like, that was just a really, really well-timed, perfectly placed shot. Um, and, you know, Jack Roslovic continues to be the best player in the Dubois line A trade. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna keep saying that, because it's true. Uh, third period, which admittedly I missed, but I did catch the highlights. Um, Max Domi again uh, scores his sixth goal of the season. Uh... On the power play, technically Victor Hedman's goal, but, you know, we'll give it to Max Domi. Um, This is the thing, you see these little flashes of, like, the player that he could be, and that's, I think, why it's so frustrating when he doesn't do these things. Um, You know, I think of his six goals, three or four of them have come on the power play, so he's clearly got something. But for whatever reason, it's it's just not, not consistent enough. Um... You know, we've talked a lot about Line A um, not fitting into Tortorella's system, but I feel like we haven't talked a lot about Max Domi maybe not fitting into the style of play that Tortorella wants. Um, And I think that's probably why we saw him taking a lot of penalties and getting, like, kind of feisty uh, earlier in the season, because if he wasn't on the score sheet one way, you know, he was going to get onto the stat sheet another. Um, So he could be another guy that, if we keep him around next season, could see very different results based on who's coaching him. Um, but 
good to see Domi get a goal, good to see the power play get a goal, um, I feel like it's been, it's been a while, um, and I also feel like it's been a while since we've scored an empty netter, um, the Lightning pulled their goalie with, like, seven and a half minutes left in regulation, down by three, um, I love that kind of stuff, like, sure, if you're, if you're down by three goals, then why not try and pull, pull the goalie early to, to get one back, and then you can, you know, you've got a little bit more wiggle room, uh, so it didn't work out for them, but I kind of respect it, um, maybe a little bit offside, uh, watching the replay, I didn't see all of the angles that, you know, the TV broadcast probably would have showed, but maybe just a little bit offside, uh, for Mr. Felino. but he gets a seventh of the year, Texier gets a point, that's always good to see, um, and at this point, I'm like, oh, we're, we are home free, this is a great game, um, and then, literally not even a minute later, um, I, somebody, Colton, I don't know who this, this Tampa Bay player is, he's got five goals, apparently, um, and, you know, he scored one of them, one of them on us, breaking Corpusala, shut out with us, with just over five minutes left, that's frustrating, um, and I think it is a case of, they just stopped, they took their foot off the gas, they were like, we're ahead for nothing, you know, we've just got our empty netter, we could just kind of coast for the rest of the game, um, and luckily, it did not uh, come back to bite them. Um, Luke Shen scored his first of the season with about 30 seconds left, but, you know, that's, as they say, that is all she wrote. Um, overall, really good game for for the Blue Jackets. I liked a lot of things. Um, it's good to see the power play uh, doing well. It's good to see the penalty kill doing well. Uh, how many... A lot of penalties in this game, actually, looking looking at the score sheet. Uh, we went 100% on the penalty kill. Good to see the power play getting a goal. Um, one for five is not a great uh, percentage. I think you'd like to see one or at least two um, goals out of five. But, you know, for a power play like Blue Jackets, I think, yeah, let's let's just accept, accept the goals that we think we deserve. Um, and we were perfect on the penalty kill. So, zero for four power play goals for the Lightning. Um, just, yeah, that last five minutes where we really kind of took our foot off the gas and slowed down a little bit. I don't know that that'll happen again um, if, you know, knock on wood, we're in the same situation tomorrow night. But we'll see. Um, either way, really, really good game. I don't know why we can only win against... Tampa Bay now, I'd like if we could win against a different team for once, but if we have to pick a team to win against, I guess the defending Stanley Cup champions is a pretty good one. Um, coming up in just a minute, I've got my conversation with Peter uh, on Jablam Sport about the trade deadline, but first I've got to tell you about Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, insiders, all sorts of really, really cool people about your favourite team or sport. I'm going to be hosting rooms for Locked Up Blue Jackets once a week, usually after games, uh, so you can finally join in on the conversation that you hear every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or even join conversations about the league. You're going to find fans just like you. Uh, and there is watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to big news or rumours. Uh, if you hop into a Locked Up Blue Jackets room you might even get featured on this very podcast uh i am going to be hosting a room tomorrow uh after the game i think so make sure make sure you pay attention to the twitter feed and i will post 
um, I will post when the room is going up there. So go download the Locker Room app now. It's completely free. It's available on all iOS devices. Unfortunately, we're not available on Android yet. Hopefully, that's coming soon. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LockedOnCBJ to be notified when my room goes live. I'm planning to be, like I said, I'm planning to be live tomorrow after the game. Uh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I will see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Built Bar, you know, we've been telling you about it for a while now. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, it's back, it's new, it's improved, it is even deliciouser. That is direct from the copy of that, deliciouser. They've invented a new word, it's so good. There are 18 incredible flavours, they've got nut, nut and non-nut flavours, they're covered in 100% chocolate, uh, and here's the best bit. They are super healthy, they're low calorie, they're low sugar, they are high protein, high fiber, they're great if you're on keto. If you are the kind of guy that goes to the gym and wants an extra kick of protein in his day, then Built Bar is for you. If you are like me and the most strenuous thing that you have done so far in this lockdown is walking from your bed to your laptop desk, then Built Bar is good for you as well. Uh, and Best of all, if you go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your next order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com, and find your favourite flavour now. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, let's get to a person that could be maybe traded to Pennsylvania. Uh, for Pittsburgh, uh, the name everybody is talking about, and maybe the number one on the trade bait board in a lot of boards, and that's David Savard. Sometimes I always like to say Denis Savard. I love Denis Savard. He had great spinoramas. But a pretty mobile defenseman on the blue line for the Blue Jackets, that defender, uh, David Savard, he's been in, on the team for over a decade. Uh, where could he go what is Jim Yarmulkeklinen expecting in return for a guy like Savard? Um, I mean, I think Kekalainen could pretty much choose his price for a guy like Savard. He is the perfect kind of trade deadline pickup. I think um, he's not one of the, he's not you know he's not going to go out there and score twenty goals. He's not the most uh, dynamic defenseman I guess is the is the way to say it but you know he plays a lot of minutes he will block shots until the end of time he's got you know a lot of those kind of quote-unquote intangibles that hockey media people like to talk about you know he's got grit he's a good veteran guy um so I think you know of the 30 other teams out there I think probably you know close to 20 of them will want would want Savard on their team um I've heard uh, Montreal might be interested in him. Winnipeg is the is the the loudest name I've heard. Uh, they're really really in need of not even just good defense, but just like something solid and stabilizing because their defense, uh, much like Columbus, is kind of a mess at the minute. Um, I was talking to one of my colleagues on Locked On Podcast Network here, uh, Armando Velez, host of Locked On Panthers. Panthers could be a potential landing spot for him. Obviously, they're without Ekblad for the next. 11 to 12 weeks so there's a there's a lot of places that a guy like Savard could end up but yeah I don't see him finishing the season as a Blue Jacket at this point mm -hmm. there are rumors that are swindling with all those teams uh 
is it possible, and maybe looking at their depth right now, they might want a guy like him, for him to land on the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, potentially, definitely. Um, if only so he stops scoring like big goals against them. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, it was really funny. His first goal in two years came the other day against the Tampa Bay Lightning. His last goal was in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs in the series against Tampa Bay in 2019. So I think, yeah, if only to stop him from scoring goals like that. But again, they're a team that like, you always think, oh, they're, they're set, they're fine. They don't need to make any moves. And then they just do like little tweaks, like they'll upgrade their third pairing or they'll upgrade like, upgrade their backup goalie. And suddenly, you know, it just makes a, makes a massive difference. So yeah, I could see them picking Savard up. And again, like he can play all night if he has to, but I could see him being the most effective, you know, if they use him sparingly. You mentioned Winnipeg as a destination. I know I'm just kicking rocks here, but does it seem at uh, the point that the experiment is not working between Patrick Laine and Jordan, uh, John Tortorella? Do we at all hear maybe Laine's name being moved, or is it maybe something that we could see maybe in the offseason, or maybe a, a tough year for the end of of John Tortorella in Columbus. Yeah, I mean, so the the first thing is his contract is up mm-hmm. at the end of this season. I don't see a scenario in which we, in which we extend that contract or re-sign uh, Tortorella. I think he's done mm-hmm. in Columbus, regardless of what happens this year. If we, you know, make a massive surge, make the playoffs, I, I still don't think we see him. I think we, uh, I don't think we see him coming back. I think he's ready to retire. I think you know he's done. What he needed to do, he's been fantastic for us for a few seasons now. Um, you know, he's taken this team of, I just call them like an island of misfit toys, and he's kind of made them into something that's more than the sum of their parts. But for whatever reason, this season has just has just not worked out. Um, I think with Line A, it's, it's a tough one because I don't necessarily know um, if it's a coaching issue with Line A. Uh, I know there's been some comments that have come out in terms of like, we're trying to make him into a 200 foot player or a power forward, things like that, which is, you know, it's something he's just not going to be. Um, but I think it's a case of Kekaline is really high on the guy. Uh, obviously we gave up quite a big piece to get him. Uh, Dubois wanted out anyway, but I think Lionel was the best possible return we could have got in that situation. Um, and I think if only to try and kind of recoup the, the loss of Dubois, I think, Line a stays till the end of the season at least and I think we try and extend him uh, and I think we kind of see how he does next year with um, you know a full season of Columbus Blue Jacket hockey under his belt and with a different coach coming up in just a minute I've got some more of my conversation with Peter but first I've got to tell you about bet online We've been telling you about it for a couple of months now. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the MLB is uh, in spring training, so pretty soon you can bet on that too, if that's what you want. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. The finale of RuPaul's Drag Race is coming up soon, so if you want to bet on who you think is going to win that, you could do that. Or if you want to... Place a bet on whether the Blue Jackets are ever going to win a game again. You can do that too. Uh, you've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
All you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. If you use promo code Locked On, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fancy hockey advice for Locked On Fancy Hockey. Fancy hockey expert Scott Culler gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS league. Follow the Locked On Fancy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Nick Foligno is a top veteran that possibly a lot of teams could want on their team. What kind of leadership does he bring a contending team if he's one to go out there? I so I keep hearing these rumors and every single time I just like put my fingers in my ears and I'm like la 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 I can't hear you because <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I don't want Nick Foligno to to be traded um like on an emotional level as well like I've been following the team since early 2014 when you know we were we were really bad and Nick Foligno is one of those guys he's been there the whole time I've been a fan of the team and he just kind of exemplifies Columbus hockey to me mm-hmm. um you know, he's such a great guy. The city loves him. The team loves him. Um, and I think he just kind of brings that. He's got a, a, a lot of energy that you don't get from a lot of players, I don't think. Um, I've heard nothing but nice things about him. Like, I'm lucky enough to to know a couple of ex-pros. And, you know, they've, they've met him. They're friends with him. They grew up uh, in Sudbury, Ontario, where he grew up. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they've got nothing but nice things. To, to say about him and I think he's just an all-round like he's just a guy that has fun in the locker room you know again he's not one of those guys that's going to go out and he's not going to have another 30 goal season like he did in 20 uh 2015 I think it was but he adds maybe 10 15 goals in a good year I think he can play center he kills penalties he's one of those guys that can just kind of do everything pretty well um you know, you can stick him on the power play if you if you need a little bit of extra like size on the power play. And so I think there's a lot of teams that would be like, yeah, okay, well, Nick Foligno is one of those guys that is not going to change the roster. He's not going to change the team, but he's one of those like just a little tweak, a little upgrade that again a, t- a team like Tampa would probably really benefit from. I've heard a lot of rumors about him going to Toronto, uh, but I don't know how much of that is like actual rumor and how much of that is just the typical Toronto thing of every time there's an expiring contract on a guy that was born in Ontario, they're like, Oh, well, obviously he's going to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up in Toronto. He's exactly the kind of player that they would go for in, in that kind of scenario. You know, they've got Joe Thornton, they've got Wayne Simmons, they've got Jason Spetzer. But to that point, I wonder if they are kind of all full up on, you know, like aging veterans that are there for leadership more than mm. more than points. Um, but I, I don't think we'll trade him. You know, he's he's our captain. He's incredibly important to the team, and I think, you know, his contract expires at the end of this year. Obviously, he's a UFA, mm. and I wouldn't be surprised to see him sign another contract with us, but for much less money. You know, his family is in Columbus. He clearly wants to stay in Columbus. He loves it as much as we love him. So. Um, you know, there are teams that would want him, obviously, but I don't I don't see him moving. And I think that's all the time I have for today. Uh, tomorrow, it's a mailbag episode, so send your questions in. Uh, you can at me on Twitter. I'll post something there. Uh, the podcast Twitter is LO underscore Bluejackets. And if you would like to email questions in, you can do that too. We are at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am at Jay the Goalie. 
uh, mostly I just yell about sometimes blue jackets, sometimes other sports, sometimes just a whole bunch of things. So if you need more yelling in your internet life, and let's be honest, who doesn't, you can follow me there and get some extra all caps in your day. But, but that's all from me today, so until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.